Welcome to this special series of Research in Action, where we talk about the outlook for the major economic sectors and investment implications for 2024. We're your hosts, Carolyn Bigda. And I'm Matt Perone, Director of Research. And in this episode, we're joined by research analyst and portfolio manager, John Jordan. He heads up the financial sector team here. And I think it's fair to say, John, that 2023 has been a pretty busy year for you. Would you agree? Yes, it has. Uh, definitely a, a busy and interesting year uh, with a lot of opportunity for our team uh, on the research front. And okay, so the reason for that is uh, primarily uh, started at least with the regional bank crisis um, kicked off by Silicon Valley Bank um, in early 2023, and that spread to other um, banks of that size. So welcome to the podcast, and let's get right into it. Um, give us an update on the health of regional banks. Do you think these institutions have better prospects in 2024? Yeah, uh, great question. So uh, look, the regional there are many different regional banks, and so I'll speak about them broadly. Uh, I'd say from a safety and sound, soundness perspective, they really f- appear to be in quite good shape from my perspective. So not particularly worried about the failures that, that we saw in the spring happening again in the regional bank sector. Um, Could you just that, maybe describe, when you say safe, what does that mean exactly? That, that means that, uh, you know, I expect those institutions to still be around uh, a year from now, okay. uh, the vast majority of them. Again, it's a broad sector. You know, they'll, they'll, I, I certainly still expect them to be in business a, a year from now. What I, what I would say we are seeing, though, is, is pressure on profitability and pressure on returns. Some of those uh, issues have gotten worse as, as 2023 has gone on. I do think 2024 could be a better year, but I think some of that will depend on the economy. And so just to identify what a couple of those headwinds were, you know, certainly we've seen rising pressures on deposits, both uh, the amount of deposits, which grew very rapidly during the pandemic, but have more recently been shrinking uh, for the system as a whole, uh, as well as the cost of deposits. Uh, many depositors expect a higher return. And so that has pressured banks' uh, net interest revenues, so the difference they earn between what they earn on their assets and what they have to pay on their liabilities primarily deposits. And so um, I, I think for many banks, we're getting to the later stages of that, but I do expect that to continue to be a pressure as we as we go into early 2024. Uh, I think one of the big unknowns is is really the, the credit and macro picture. Sure. So if we have a meaningful recession, um, then I think we could see meaningful credit losses. Um, I think that will vary quite a lot by bank, but that's definitely something that the market uh, is thinking about and that that we're uh, that we're spending meaningful time on. And then look, I, there are definitely you know macro scenarios, right? If if we talked about interest rates going to ten percent, then you know I, I would be worried about more systemic stresses uh, across the system, or you know very very large changes in, in interest rates or, or other macro variables. But I, but I think the, the sort of recession is probably the biggest sure. macro uncertainty. And we know that there's some distressed uh, areas. I, I think they're relatively small for most banks. It, again, depends on the bank. Parts of commercial real estate, particularly office, I think is definitely going to experience uh, increased losses. And I think there are other areas that, that could if we see a recession, but, but, but might be relatively good without that. So given what you said, would you say valuations for these banks reflect um, a justifiable risk-reward benefit at this point, or is this an area that investors have to tread very carefully right now? I just, I think I would say it's very bank-specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think valuations have come down a lot. Now, earnings have come down a lot as well, or earnings, expectations for earnings have come down um, significantly a lot of firms. So uh, I would say there are pockets of opportunity, but 
need to be selective uh, from my perspective. One of the things that I didn't talk about, just one other headwind out there is some of the regulatory changes. Uh, And again, that's something where we have some insight into what's likely to happen. And I think it will be manageable for most institutions, but we we won't have full clarity on that until well into 2024. So are you getting paid for that risk versus large banks? Is that is that spread interesting to you? You know, I, I would say the you know some of the largest banks uh, we still find have very attractive franchises. So relative to the regional banks, they tend to have a relatively larger percentage of their deposits in consumer deposits. And we've seen some of the least pressures, particularly on like checking accounts, uh, on both rate paid as well as you know balance outflows. So I think that's you know, a, a positive for the franchises, some of the largest banks. And then they tend to be more diversified, whether that's capital markets or wealth management. So a little less dependent on net interest income, you know, th- that tends to lead to, to a more stable earning stream um, over time, just, just that diversification. So, you know, if we went back a number of years, regional banks generally traded at premiums, uh, say relative to mm-hmm. forward earnings versus the larger banks. We've actually seen that largely reverse. Again, some of it depends on what you think the estimates are going to be next year. So I'd say it's made regionals relatively more attractive, but uh, but we still are attracted to some of the really strong franchises at some of the largest banks. And that's because of the diversification and the the less sensitivity to interest rate moves, generally speaking? I'd, I'd say that it's certainly diversification is one part of it. I'd say just the, the quality of the franchise. Got some it. of those retail uh, deposit franchises I talked about, I think, are uh, I think are important. And, you know, there are other things that, you know, for example, technology investments that I think are part of that retail uh, franchise, sure. but also impact other parts of the business, where we still think they're, they're share opportunities for the largest banks. Sure. European banks. So we had you on the show about a year ago. And at that time, you said many banks in Europe could be set up to earn higher returns and increase the amount of capital returned to shareholders through dividends and or through buybacks. Did that come to pass? Um, And what's the outlook for European banks in 2024? Yeah, so I'd say it did at most of the banks. We saw both higher returns and higher capital return. You know, I think the European banks are also Facing some of the headwinds that we that we uh, talked about relative to the U.S. regionals, for example, some of the deposit pricing continues to rise. Uh, again, very idiosyncratic, bank by bank, who who that might be a modest headwind versus a more significant headwind. Mm-hmm. But I'd say overall, you know, assuming a relatively stable macro environment in Europe, uh, we still f- find the European banks quite interesting, both for the you know starting valuation, the better returns, the quite large capital return, both both currently and, and going forward. So we still see a lot of opportunity there. And what's, just remind us again, what's put them in this position to return so much capital to shareholders and be in a position of strength? Yeah, it's been a long road because, <laughs> uh, you know, I think really a lot of those institutions were healing in multiple ways, all the way going back to the GFC. Um, so some of that was regulatory driven, some of that was business model driven, but that was exiting businesses, getting out of less risky lending, uh, and building capital for a really long time, sure. uh, in some cases, well over a decade. And so, you know, I think they finally got to a point where they had, they have cleaner businesses, uh, less risk. Uh, they probably pruned some of the parts of their franchise where they didn't have much competitive advantage and focused on areas where they did have more. And then certainly, you know, while, while higher interest rates do bring some challenges, in aggregate, it is a positive for the total right. profit pool of banks because, 
when you're, you know, when the interest rates are zero, the, the ability to have a deposit that you pay zero on isn't particularly valuable. Uh, and it's much more valuable when, when rates, you know, depending on what part of Europe we're talking about, but could be, you know, three, four, five percent kind of kind of range. Got it. All right. Should we switch gears from the from the old to the new? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> uh, payments. You very constructive in that sector for a number of years. Secular growth. Can you update us on where that thesis is? What inning are we in now? I'd say we still see a lot of opportunities for secular growth. We certainly saw that, you know, this year in terms of the revenue growth of a number of those businesses. But, you know, I think similar to some of the other areas we talked about, it matters a lot, the specific companies and the specific business models. So there are parts of payments that have relatively more competition, and sometimes those competitive cycles uh, go in cycles and, and, and they wax and wane at times. And so I think, frankly, 2023, we've seen meaningful debate in the market uh, around a number of firms that I think still have attractive revenue growth opportunities, but where uh, the degree of competition and the duration of that growth has become more of a debate. So, you know, we a I actively do research in the area. I think we have generally focused on those areas of payments that have some of the, the least competition. Mm -hmm. and, and we think more of the competitive moats around that. But it continues to be a very interesting area and an area, you know, where I think research makes a, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the debate has led to dispersion in the stocks, right? So it's actually an interesting fertile ground for, for stock pickers. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are certainly, you know, payment stocks that have that have done, you know, as well or better than the market this year, and there are some that have very substantial underperformed. Mm. So if you had to sum it up, what is the case for owning financials in 2024? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd answer that in, in, in a few ways. I, you know, I think it's definitely important in financials to be you know, research-driven mm -hmm. and to pick your spots because I, I think it's hard to – make a call on, on financials in aggregate in 2024, sure. given some of the uncertainties about the, the, the macro as an example. You know, I think depending on this, the part of financials that, that we might talk about, you know, maybe I, I'd hit a couple of things. So first of all, on the, on the secular growth side, you know, certainly in payments, certainly in wealth management, uh, certainly in, 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 in digitally enabled businesses, whether that's kind of in traditional financials or, or other areas, like we still see significant secular growth. And so, we're excited to invest behind those names and watch them compound their earnings and, and revenue over time. You know, I think some of the other areas, the, the the cycle and the valuation matters. And so we do see, we talked about European banks, do see uh, opportunities there, some of that structural, but some of that is also, you know, driven by valuation and, and really company-specific improvement there um, that we're excited about. And, and you know, we haven't talked about pro property casualty insurance, but that's another area where, we have seen positive pricing trends, which generally helps returns across that industry. And where some of the, um, I guess, dislocations that have driven that, 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 that pricing has really opened up opportunities for um, the best firms to take market share and grow. And so we're certainly uh, excited about that area as well. All right. Well, here's wishing you an easier 2024. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure.
The views presented are as of date published. They are for information purposes only and should not be used or construed as investment, legal or tax advice or as an offer to sell, a solicitation of an offer to buy, or a recommendation to buy, sell or hold any security, investment strategy or market sector. Nothing in this material shall be deemed to be a direct or indirect provision of investment management services specific to any client requirements. Opinions and examples are meant as an illustration of broader themes, but not an indication of trading intent, are subject to change and may not reflect the views of others in the organization. It is not intended to indicate or imply that any illustration or example mentioned is now or was ever held in any portfolio. No forecasts can be guaranteed and there is no guarantee that the information supplied is complete or timely, nor are there any warranties with regard to the results obtained from its use. Janus Henderson Investors is the source of data unless otherwise indicated, and has reasonable belief to rely on information and data source from third parties. Past performance does not predict future returns. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal and fluctuation of value. Not all products or services are available in all jurisdictions. This material or information contained in it may be restricted by law, may not be reproduced or referred to without express written permission or used in any jurisdiction or circumstance in which its use would be unlawful. Janice Henderson is not responsible for any unlawful distribution of this material to any third parties, in whole or in part. The contents of this material have not been approved or endorsed by any regulatory agency. Janice Henderson Investors is the name under which investment products and services are provided by the entities identified in the following jurisdictions, a. Europe by Janice Henderson Investors International Limited, registration number 3594615, Janice Henderson Investors UK Limited, registration number 906355, Janice Henderson Fund Management UK Limited, registration number 2678531, Henderson Equity Partners Limited, Registration number 2606646, each registered in England and Wales at 201 Bishopsgate, London EC2M3AE and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, and Janus Henderson Investors Europe SA. Registration number B22848, at 2 Rue de Bitburg, L1273, Luxembourg and regulated by the Commission de Surveillance du Secteur Financier. B, the US by SEC registered investment advisors that are subsidiaries of Janus Henderson Group PLC, C, Canada through Janus Henderson Investors US LLC only to institutional investors in certain jurisdictions. D. Singapore by Janice Henderson Investors, Singapore, Limited, Company Registration Number 199700782N. This advertisement or publication has not been reviewed by Monetary Authority of Singapore. E. Hong Kong by Janice Henderson Investors, Hong Kong Limited. This material has not been reviewed by the Securities and Futures Commission of Hong Kong. F. South Korea by Janice Henderson Investors, Singapore, Limited only to qualified professional investors, is defined in the Financial Investment Services and Capital Market Act and its sub-regulations. G. Japan by Janice Henderson Investors, Japan. Limited, regulated by Financial Services Agency and registered as a financial instruments firm conducting investment management business, investment advisory and agency business and type 2 financial instrument business. H. Australia and New Zealand by Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, Limited, ABN 47124279518, and its related bodies corporate including Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, Institutional Funds Management Limited, ABN 16165119531, AFSL 444266, and Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, Funds Management Limited, ABN 43164177244, AFSL 444268, I, the Middle East by Janice Henderson Investors International Limited, regulated by the Dubai Financial Services Authority as a representative office. This material relates to a financial product which is not subject to any form of regulation or approval by the Dubai Financial Services Authority, DFSA. The DFSA has no responsibility for reviewing or verifying any prospectus or other documents in connection with this financial product. Accordingly, the DFSA has not approved this material or any other associated materials nor taken any steps to verify the information set out in this material, and has no responsibility for it. The financial product to which this material relates may be illiquid and or subject to restrictions and at resale. Prospective purchasers should conduct their own due diligence on the financial product. If you do not understand the contents of this material you should consult an authorized financial advisor. No transactions will be concluded in the Middle East and any inquiries should be made to Janice Henderson. We may record telephone calls for our mutual protection, to improve customer service and for regulatory record-keeping purposes. Outside of the US, Australia, Singapore, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Europe, and UK, for use only by institutional, professional, qualified and sophisticated investors, qualified distributors, wholesale investors and wholesale clients is defined by the applicable jurisdiction not for public viewing or distribution.
Marketing Communication Janus Henderson is a trademark of Janus Henderson Group PLC or one of its subsidiaries. Copyright Janus Henderson Group PLC. Diversification neither assures a profit nor eliminates the risk of experiencing investment losses. C1223-53728-123024.